This week's episode of Open Ended is sponsored by Know Your Company. Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Well, we don't. We just have two. Nope, just the two of us. But if you do, you should check out knowyourcompany.com. It's software that helps companies like Airbnb know their company better. Definitely recommend checking out the website, especially for the homepage. Oh, yeah? It's got one of the most clever homepages I've seen in some time. I haven't checked it out that, but I think I will. And you should too. But it's at knowyourcompany.com. And uh, if you should have the urge to donate to our podcast from your own pocket, you should at openended.fm slash donate. You can give us money, your first, second, hell, or, even or third, third. Third burn, yeah. I mean, if you have to have three kids, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but we also take puppies because we like dogs a lot. At least I do. And if you would like to join a special crew of donators this week, such as Margo, Margo, Dave, Dave, Stuart, Stuart, Classy, Classy, Jennifer, Jennifer, Joelle, Joelle, Will, Will, quote unquote Michael, quote unquote Michael, and the Revision Past Podcast. Revision Past Podcast. You can hit up openended.fm slash donate. This is Open Ended Podcast. I'm Cher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. So how are you, Cher? Good. How are you, James? Uh, I'm doing all right. I've had better days, but... You know, things happen. Eh, you know, just typical Monday stuff. Yeah, case of the Mondays, like, um, you know, what's that song? It's by the um, Boom Rat, Boom Rats, the Boom Rats. Yeah, there's a song called Case of the Mondays. It's a good song. I have no idea who that is. You know, it's like, they're like an 80s punk band. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a good song. You should check it out one yeah. day, maybe. I guess so. Maybe you should put that in the intro. Maybe. Maybe. I might. Maybe. But you know it is who I do know. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know me with my segues, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was terrible. But that's okay, because we have uh, Sabella Flag. Hello. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. How you guys doing? Doing good, pretty well. You? I'm good. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming in and uh, joining us on this uh, crazy adventure we like to call Open-Ended Podcast. Yeah, thank Appreciate you it. guys for having me. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So for people who have no idea who you are, could you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Uh, I am a designer and illustrator uh, based in Chicago. Wow. That's my intro, I think. <laughs> 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 I, Works for us. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? I like animals, I guess. Um, Ooh, what's your favorite animal? Uh, I have a thing for really big dogs. I love big dogs. Yeah, it's just like Cher. Okay, so uh, I met a bulldog recently, <laughs> and her name was Violet. Shout out to Violet yet again because I shouted her out like two weeks ago. But I'm gonna <laughs> shout out again because that's how much she meant to me. Yeah, it was a very soul connecting moment. But I love big dogs, bulldogs specifically. Yeah, we had um, we had a Newfoundland Labrador mix. So he had the face of a Labrador, but like the body of a Newfoundland, and he was just jet black, oh my God, like a hundred pounds. <laughs> and I remember the first time I walked him, we were walking through the park. It's like midnight because I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> like, black dog, that should be fine. These like two guys are like crossing through the park in front of us, and he's just kind of like walking along, and I'm not even sure if he sees them. But as soon as you get like 
they got like too close to us and he just lowered his head and like growled very oh, low oh, and they're like whoa big dog and like move out of the way and i was like i like this feeling <laughs> <laughs> just big dogs all the time now yes move out of my way oh my gosh that's great right oh, on yeah. right on well, we wanted to kind of bring you on because it seems like we've all been sharing through a lot of similar things, some similar themes. Yeah. What are those themes, Cher? Oh, man. Fun employment. <laughs> <laughs> fun employment. A mix um, of it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's fun, but you're unemployed. So you got to find. <laughs> you talk about my, like, puns. Come on now. Huh? So you talk about my puns, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love puns. They're all really right. fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big on it. Yeah, what have you been up to recently that has... Uh, well, I think... So it was funny because I saw I saw James. I saw you, like, earlier this summer. Yeah. And I had a job, and then I saw you recently, and I didn't. <laughs> it was just like... Isn't that really, like, fucked up how that can happen? Yeah. Especially yeah, in, like, kind of, our field? It's kind field. of overnight. Uh, yeah, so this uh, middle of last month, uh, I got laid off. Um. And it's been, yeah, it's kind of, like, a really surreal experience. And uh, I've, like, just kind of, I've just kind of started talking about it. Like, it took me Mm -hmm. two weeks to tell my closest friends from grade school. And basically, like, if you didn't work with me and if I didn't see you that day, you didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone else is going to find out when they listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, Was it at least, like, a really, like, kind of ethical way that they let you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. It it was a very unpleasant experience for everyone, but they they made it the best that they could, and mm-hmm. um, it's just like the projects just weren't weren't there for. Right. There were like a group of us that got let go, and uh, yeah, it it's a it was a great place to work, and I learned a lot, and uh, is it was definitely a, a place that passed my like the Sunday test, you know, like right, it's Sunday, yeah. you're not like, oh my god, I gotta go to work on Monday. Um, I was definitely like, oh my god, there's like, <laughs> there's some, there's some like, there's some bullshit that's going on at work right now, but we're gonna <laughs> deal with it. But I never went to bed on Sunday thinking, oh, I gotta wake up in the morning and go to work. Um, I always woke up like pretty excited yeah. and ready to go. So it's a hard thing to lose. Uh, and I feel like I'm a little bit spoiled because there's not many places I think are going to pass that test, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm trying. Well, meanwhile, you're, you're joining the, uh, self-employment club. I am. Yeah. I am. I am. Uh, I have a little bit of space and I'm going to try my hardest to make, uh, 100% freelance work for me and to see if it can work for me. Uh, I'm, I kind of liken it to just getting out of a really intense relationship. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. it's like I could jump right back into another really intense relationship, but I don't know if that's the best thing for me. And mm-hmm. maybe I want to take it a little bit slow and try try something else out. Yeah. Yeah. What have been, like, your biggest uh, kind of struggles in adjusting from, like, full-time employment to working for yourself? Besides the lack of money. <laughs> Besides me looking at the end right. of the month and being like, oh, no, this is it. It's like, oh, okay. Um, it's not, it was me not realizing how many different areas in my life it would impact. Like, immediately you think of the financial costs and you're just like, crap, like, I've got student loans. Uh, I've got rent. I need to eat. Like, how is that going to happen? And once you kind of wrap your head around that, it just it just kind of gets layered on. So 
just like in this moment feeling like a raw wound and me right. really like I'm just like a raw nerve right now so things hit me pretty hard uh for example my bike chain broke <laughs> on my way here and I had to call an uber and I was like super bummed about it uh versus like kind of when things are going well something bad happens you bounce back a little bit faster and that's not really happening now I just have to I have to really pull myself pull myself up because it's kind of a it's like it's a really big emotional hit yeah uh and then you just realize that lots of other things change like i can't date the way that i used to date just like do like things cost money to do so it's like well i'm not gonna do things which means i'm not gonna date (laughs) (laughs) which is not true but like yeah just you have to navigate the world in a different way while you're just in this period of refinding yourself yeah um, not having that affiliation with something that you like feel strongly about and like kind of dedicate like I was completely dedicated to to my my last place of employment um just like the floor kind of falling out underneath you all of a sudden yeah it's it's weird because um especially like you and I know from going to like a bunch of design kind of conferences yeah. and those type of things where it's always said follow your passion, quit your job, follow your dreams type (laughs) stuff. But it's like nobody ever talks about like the really hard feelings that come when you are trying to figure things out. Yeah. And like you're self-employed and you're trying to find clients and it's the 26th of the month. And and you're like, all right, how can I scrape together a couple hundred dollars because auto um, bill is coming out soon type thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. How's it been for you, Sarah, so um, far? No, you're fine. Uh, well, I've been unemployed now for almost a month. Um, my last position was, um, I thought I was moving away to Chicago in mid-September, and so that's what my company thought that I was moving. It was a nonprofit, so when I told them I was staying, they were like, that's cool. We love you. We'd love to keep you. But we had, when I did the fiscal year, the new fiscal year started in July 1st, they had already proportioned the money that they were going to pay for my salary, essentially, when they knew it was going to end at a certain date, and they weren't going to extend that offer until probably they weren't going to hire somebody new until, like, November when they got more grants. So they could hire me back, but not until November. Yeah. So, like... There's this period where I can like look for other work, which is what I've been doing, or just hold out until November, which is not something I'm particularly trying to do. Yeah. Just because, you know, I have to have money at some point, and I can't just completely <laughs> right. deplete my savings account, which is what I'm trying to avoid. But it's been, I've been in this position maybe three times before, where just being unemployed, and, and then unlike you guys, I don't necessarily have um, skills where I can freelance and make a profit from my skills and make and be self-employed. So I've been having to just like fake it until you make it essentially, or just applying intensely to jobs and hoping something comes from it. And I've been really fortunate and I haven't been unemployed longer than three months in my entire life since I, well, not my entire life, but since my, my adult working life, I've, that was the longest I've ever been unemployed. And even then I had like, you know, little small jobs here and there but i always had some money coming in so um this time around it's not been too bad just because i've been really fortunate and i don't have a lot of financial um obligations at this moment because i'm staying with my family 
right now so i don't have like rent to do right now it's which has really been helpful and it's the first time in my life that's ever been the case i've always had like you know rent due and this is the first time i've been living with my parents since i was like in high school so and that was a and it's a totally different reason why i'm saying it has nothing to do with the fact that i'm unemployed it's because i i was i was employed and living with my parents too it was for family issue for family concerns that i was staying at home but it's also just a very interesting time in my life because I don't have that um, desperation. And I can actually be picky in the positions that I pick. I don't have to like just choose any job that comes my way. I can actually decide, okay, I want this job. This is something I actively want to pursue. And I think that's what the difference is between this position, this fun employment, which I like to call it because it makes it not as depressing as unemployment. <laughs> Put it up in front of anything, and it sounds fun. Right. Sounds good, but also just making sure that I um, just don't um, that I don't get myself in a position where I end up being in a dead end job, something I don't want, or somewhere I don't want to be. And it's really helped my psychological um, help my psyche a lot. Help me to decide and. Just it's just been really nice to be able to pick and choose what I want and not have that, you know, financial obligation to that's hanging over me. But what about you, James? Like how have you been Um, it's it's been it's been a really interesting journey, I guess you could say. Um I definitely had like my rose colored glasses on mm. when I was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. Um, and I remember I wrote about it recently, um, like in this newsletter piece called the, uh, the honeymoon is over. Um, and it was just me kind of like, uh, like talking to myself, uh, thinking I thought this was going to be all good and it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, it really is. I it's, I've never been happier but it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's um it's it's definitely an adjustment period and it makes me really think rethink a lot of my time. It makes me rethink um a lot of the a lot of the time uh that I dedicate to certain things like is design and development even exactly how I want to spend all my time anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like I enjoy <laughs> doing this. I enjoy making podcasts i enjoy making music i especially incredibly enjoy my art practice but the strange thing about those three are they're not as near profit making as making websites and applications for people yeah um so it's really having all this time and it's only been like i think three or four months has really got me thinking that way it's like that space that you have it's like when you decide what you want to do with your eight hours before you go home, you're forced to really make those decisions. You know, it's like you're in charge of finding your clients. And if you don't find your clients, you don't eat. Um, or you're in charge of your time. And if you want to make art and go to the studio, you can or or you don't. Um, so, yeah, it's been a really strange feeling, <laughs> you know, Um some happy, some sad, but just really reflective, you know? Like, Sabella, have you been rethinking, like, your whole 
quote unquote path <laughs> since <laughs> this period? I um I've kind of organically been hitting things like when I was younger that I wanted to do. There's one that I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna be able to do, and that's um I wanted to be a mad scientist. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but <laughs> I mean, you can. I was kind of one thing. I was very specific. It wasn't just scientists because I had a teacher. Like I said it, and she was like, "Oh, you mean scientists?" I said, "Mad scientists." Um, I want to be insane <laughs> with the crazy hair, smoke about my ears. Yeah, yeah, lots hair. Yeah, I think. Rick and Morty. Um, I think it's but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, old school. Those are both. Cool. Those are both pretty relevant. Um, I uh, there's there's a lot when it comes to art and design that I haven't explored yet that I'm excited to do. Um, like illustration has become more important to me, and I would love to do something with that. Um, I really enjoy teaching, so uh, I'm going to start looking into opportunities to do that. I um, I love to write, and it, it it was really hard to do it consistently um, with my previous job, just because projects sometimes were, sometimes you had an easy project, sometimes you just had projects that were um, super insane <laughs> and really intense, which my last project ended up being. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 there are a lot of things that have been, there, there are a lot of things that I put away so that I could dedicate my time to my job and I don't have that anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like dusting off the shelf and looking at these things and going, oh no, I still like to do you. Um, let's see if, let's see if I can make this work. Um, cause I know I can do, I can do all the other things. Uh, but let's try, let's try a different avenue for, mm-hmm. for a little bit is yeah. Have you found your way? Have you found yourself kind of like trying to turn this into a positive? It's like, hey, this thing has been brought to me in the universe. Like, how can I spin this around? Yeah, I uh, I feel like you have to. Yeah. Right. Like, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I spent a good week just like doing absolutely nothing, and people <laughs> would ask me questions. I'd be like, I can't even think about it right now. I like went home and like didn't talk. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um. That's that's actually kind of good too. Just to sit in a room and just be quiet. Yeah, yeah. And just be in your thoughts. Like that is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, it's it's Being part alone. of the it's part of the process. Absolutely, you know? just like it, processing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what's going on. Give me a second. Legit. Let me let me just wrap my head around like what my life is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that has to has to do with kind of quelling. Um, what you were talking about, share like the ability to take your time in in choosing what you want to do, um, and really trying to like force myself to not kind of run into the arms of another <laughs> of another mm-hmm. company. And um, you know, I'm more successful successful doing that at different points. And sometimes it's I'm really questioning, but I just have to keep reminding myself like I have time. I have a little bit of time. I don't have the most time. I don't have like six months of time but i have a little bit mm-hmm. um and so if i if i feel like i'm achieving those goals towards the other things that i want to do i i feel that that helps me to kind of quiet the part of me that is just like panicking all the time yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I, no, I understand that too because like while i say that i have time and i have the ability to choose there is times where like i want to do fun stuff 
and I only have so much money in my savings account and I can't do the things that I want to do. And it's like, I want to do the things I want to do. So I'm just going to get any job I can get. And <laughs> I thought I did that like eight times this morning. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I just want a job. I want to have a purpose. So, and, and I hate that, you know, so much of um, just culture, especially in America is so attached to our jobs and like having a purpose in life is, yeah. you know, attached to having a, some kind of profession and i hate that that was what you know like even when you meet new people like so what do you do and it's like oh why, do you, why does that have to be the first thing you know you <laughs> right. know about my life right. yeah like that is and i usually is like my default now is like grad student which is totally a true statement but like i hate that that is the default reaction to any kind of interaction with other human beings and i feel like that is not the sum of what a person is mm-hmm. and i really uh, I always have a really difficult time with that. You I am employed. Like, uh, well, I like music. I like art. I like other things. That's yeah. not who I am. It's more of like, uh, what are you passionate about? Yeah, I like question. that. Yeah, a friend like of mine question. has told me to start asking, what What do you do to fill your time? Is a really good yeah. alternative to, so what do you do? Right. Because I always feel, or like, what do you create? I like mm-hmm. that question a lot. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just like, so what do you do for a living? Like, well, for a living, I breathe <laughs> in and out. Yeah. That's how I live. Yeah. Like, what do you do for a living? I, I eat. I, breathe, I eat a lot. I, eat. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> but like, ugh, I just, I hate that question. And um, yeah, it's one of those things that I'm just also, I, you know, I like knowing that I have time to decide where I want to go and actually be proud of what I'm doing for a living. But also, I don't want that to be the sole thing that I am identified by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but um, I know we've been talking about just like our paths or what we want to choose, and just this really kind of transitional phase. I think we're all sharing yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you if if and we're I'm going to speak directly to everyone listening here. Yeah. If you could be in this room, there's this energy that's like bubbling up right now, and you can feel like this this fever. Of like, we're all in this strange sense of transition right now. Yeah, but I'm sorry. What were you gonna very say? Fluid. Yeah, yeah. So were no, you gonna no, say, Sarah? It's, sorry. It, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's totally true. That's yeah. kind of where I was going to. Is like we're all in that transitional period right now. But also, I think that we're on the the verge of something great. Mm-hmm. I know, like some stuff in my life is happening right now, and hopefully that leads to something even great. And I'm. I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket, but yeah. I'm putting several eggs in this basket, and I'm hoping it pays off. So, I mean, what do you hope that this freelance or the self-employment brings you? Uh, a big part of my life that is important and was something I was doing for a while, and I, I, I don't want to say I gave it up. I, I made a choice to make it less important, um, was traveling. Mm. Um Right from college, I moved to China for a year oh, and awesome. just, like, traveled all throughout China. Um, and it, there's so much of just the continental USA that I have not seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I came back right in the heart of the recession, oh. and it took me nine months to find a job. And that experience uh, is, yeah, it scarred me. I don't know. <laughs> no, for sure. No, that's, it's... Yeah, it's hard. Like, I graduated college in 2011, and it was kind of in the whole, like, crux of the whole recession thing. So it's it's difficult. 
but um knowing that it ends at some point that you it just can keep on hacking keep hacking and whatever you're doing no matter what that is you'll eventually find that spot that you can be comfortable with and that's i think we were all asking for is just to be comfortable to find something we kind of enjoy and if we love it awesome yeah where else have you traveled um i okay well i love seattle seattle's cool <laughs> anyone, I love seattle, uh... yeah anyone who knows me knows that i love seattle i recently went to portland uh every time i told people that i wanted to move to seattle they, they would be like oh cool you should move to portland you would really love it and i was like why can't i just live in seattle like i just hate <laughs> it uh portland was a lot of fun i took my little brother he had a ball we climbed a waterfall. Nice. It was like a five-hour <laughs> event. <laughs> and it was awesome. Um, yeah, like California, New York. Uh, sadly, my list for the U.S. is short, but I did find um, travel by train, like a cross-country trip oh. that I've been kind of eyeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's one of my bucket list things I want to do. Yeah, because I sure. really love traveling by train when, when I was abroad. Uh, but we don't have the same capabilities yeah, here. No, it's totally <laughs> so yeah. we'll see if that works out. But um, yeah, so like this all kind of ties in where I'm just hoping um, freelance will give me the opportunity to to work from and travel anywhere. And you know, yeah. it's like I want to find a travel buddy and I want to find a job that allows me to do Hi. it. I'll be a travel buddy. I love to travel. I mean, if you want, if you want a girl travel buddy, I don't know, but like you have, I don't know. But I'm open. Okay, cool. (laughs) Turn in your applications after this. This is an open call for travel. (laughs) Where do you want to (laughs) go? What is up? Yeah, no, I, I know, I love traveling, and I'm fortunate to be able to travel um, next month for a little bit, and probably later on this month too, because I have some stuff i have to finish out um back east but um yeah traveling is just it's so great and i think it's people think of it as a luxury but i also think like i don't know i it is a luxury it definitely is but i think you learn so much about yourself when you travel oh, that you can never learn at a job that you never learn in a classroom just traveling in general even if it's like just biking up to like wisconsin or like biking to indiana or like biking two towns over like just doing something that's not in your immediate vicinity yep you can learn so much it's something about putting yourself there's always there are always moments of of being uncomfortable when you're traveling and just the very process itself can be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. uh and it's something about working that muscle of pulling yourself out of a routine and a, a stationary place and just seeing something new, smelling something new, hearing different voices that, um, like, you can't help but be changed, right? Or, like, to to cleanse the stresses of, right. of where you currently were. Um, like, I wasn't in Portland long, but when I came back, I just felt like I came back to the same amount of, like, stress and craziness. But uh, I was walking downtown the day I came back and just, like, people just running and like walking super fast past me and usually I'm one of those people but I had like just gotten back and I was feeling really chill and just kind of relaxed and I'm thinking about like you know oh that mountain we climbed and like the waterfall and those delicious biscuits and that chocolate milk (laughs) and uh you're thinking about new things and you're, you're behaving in a new way and uh it's a good muscle like being uncomfortable is not that's actually my theme so at the this is totally different 
story as to why this is my theme. But um, let's just say some shit went down at the beginning of the year, Mm -hmm. and I decided that my theme was going to be the year of being uncomfortable, and Mm. I've been doing really well uh, at that. But it seemed to be uh, a spot that I kept finding myself in or, like, places of fear, and so I just decided to embrace it. And I'm like, all right, fine. Like, if this is what life's going to be right now, then I'm just going to embrace it and make the best of it. And traveling traveling is a fun way to do that, right? Absolutely. Like, I know my Airbnb is probably going to have lice, and, like, the host <laughs> is going to be super creepy, but let's just deal with this. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. Me too. Yeah, and just being vulnerable as well, I think, is just a huge part of any kind of transitional period mm-hmm. i albeit if it's you know work related or you know in a relationship just any kind of vulnerability you can find yourself in and dealing with that the best way you can i think you grow you grow so much yep. and hopefully in our transitional periods whichever we are right now we'll hopefully embrace the vulnerability that we're feeling right now yeah. and learn from it yeah like i don't know i'm kind of feeling like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Optimistic. You know oh yeah, I mean? but I think there's definitely optimism yeah. and vulnerability as well because you're yeah. opti- you you have that ability to be open. Yeah, there's also there's also lessons in vulnerability. So like with this recent transition state and and realizing the other areas of my life that's impacting like my romantic relationships, for example, um, it gets a good opportunity to recognize that hey, like in this moment, I'm super vulnerable. That doesn't mean that I need anything from anything anyone else i just need to like recognize those feelings in me mm. tie them to this other event that's happening and not take it out on other people right like yeah. that's that's not an exercise i would have done in any other situation besides this one and it's a good one to to kind of experience and go through yeah oh my gosh this has been like a really really good episode <laughs> yeah. good talk good conversations yeah i feel i feel themes, so much I better think about everything yeah, like I feel I've learned like, it's good stuff. to commiserate yeah because like, it can feel lonely <laughs> no, like, no, everyone else me. going to work today and i'm just like... Dude. okay so like last week i had a really good interview but i think part of the reason why i was so hyped about it because i was going to talk to people <laughs> <laughs> i was like i yeah. think i'm more excited about just talking to people this interview the actual job interviewed for yep. yeah. i was so hyped i was like it's gonna be awesome i had i had two weeks ago someone um i have like a walkway in the back and someone knocked on my my back door, and for a split second, I thought about opening it. <laughs> it was like I need to go to a coffee shop tomorrow because that is something that we don't do. <laughs> As a lady who has grown up in the city, <laughs> like, you know it's bad when you're like, okay, stranger. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that was that was bad. Friend, are you going to my friend? <laughs> <laughs> do you need sugar? What's going on? <laughs> you want to come in and watch Netflix? <laughs> Netflix and chill with me. <laughs> Oh my god, that's oh, amazing! Geez. But that's real. No, that's I did. I yes, that was that's been me the past like couple of weeks. So yeah, I. Hey, if you needed a friend, and we're both at a point, we'll get hang out together at a coffee <laughs> shop. Just like get all of us together, and just be like, it's okay, guys. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, where can people find you after you know they've pretty much fallen in love with you after listening to stuff? So I, I guarantee it's it. so easy. It happens all the time. And yeah, it's like fending people off. And I'm like, guys, like, come on. <laughs> Um, you can find me online. Uh, my website is com, which is M-A-C-A-N-D-R-O-W. Uh, and that's also my Twitter handle, which is just full of random stuff. 
uh, my adventures in dating hashtag gets a lot of responses. <laughs> it's a really okay. good hashtag. I think I'm going to go add you in just a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, Mine's gets... about all the things I hate. So. <laughs> <laughs> or me being basic. <laughs> it's just like subtweet after subtweet. <laughs> at myself. <laughs> <laughs> just something I did yesterday. Sheer, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I have a pun for you. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. I've been swapping puns with, with someone oh, else, yes. so I, I have a good library, but I'm sure one. Um what's the what's the best way to eat raw bear? I don't know. With your bare hands. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really proud of my Twitter hand my Twitter name for Halloween is Scare Vincent and I'm just oh, <laughs> Did it like 1 a.m. Saturday? Like, this is the best moment of my life. <laughs> Why haven't I done this before? And I'm considering it just to keep it there year round. Yeah, quite honestly. Because... I mean, personally, it's always Halloween for me. Oh yeah, October is just when other people Monster recognize Mash is it. The best but... song ever made. So, like, it, it might as well be my religion. Indeed. Just when you practice Halloween, obviously. <laughs> you see this yes. costume? We're gonna be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again so much for being on our show. Yeah, and, thank you uh, guys for having me. Yeah, and uh, people follow her. She's rad. Yeah, cool. and if you need work done, hit her up. Yeah. <laughs> her works is good. <laughs> thank you. This has all been an application for people to <laughs> a resume. Right. I'm actually going to put this on LinkedIn. It's just like, Indeed. these are my just references. Drop it in P3. Yeah. <laughs> And like an endorsement. <laughs> I'm gonna hit stop. <laughs> this week's Chicago Podcast Co-op shout out is an hour with your ex, where comedians Mel Evans and Mark Colum force each other to watch their favorite movies and TV. The title started off as a joke, but led to a marriage. Still, just the annual delve into the greatest horror movies and Halloween themed movies that Mel pushes on you of uh, seasonal hijinks. Seasonal hijinks, indeed. What are we going to cover this year in our spooktacular? Well, people already know because they downloaded this show, Scream, Scream 1996, to celebrate uh, the passing of late great director uh, Wes Craven. We should do some more Wes Craven. We're probably going to do Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Oh, like the really to me the classic. Oh, Although, hour with my ex, I can't can't even think about that right now. Like it gives me anxiety. But I do like movies, so if maybe he's quiet <laughs> the whole time and doesn't say anything, maybe I could like tolerate it if I'm watching a movie. That is an hour with your ex here at the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. What <laughs> time's the James? I don't know what time it is. What is it, Cher? I think it's time for Open Call. It's Open Call time! <laughs> so we always start off with our guest. Yeah, so what's your, what are you feeling this week? What are you feeling? Uh, I'm going to have to say Ryan Adams, uh, his 1986 him remixing or redoing all of Taylor Swift's songs, um, only because I had it on for three hours straight without even realizing it but the first time i heard it i was at uh, uh was it bridgeport coffee roasters yeah the one in bridgeport yeah. yeah uh 
and I'm like, okay, I like this kind of like rocky, folksy stuff. And like, oh wait, are those Taylor Swift? Are those Taylor Swift lyrics? And there's one <laughs> song in particular that made me stop what I was doing. And just like I call it riding the feels train. <laughs> I was just sitting there. <laughs> I was just sitting there like feeling Oh, that's so good. This is too real for what I'm trying to do right now, which is to be productive and now I'm like wiping tears away. <laughs> it was his, his his version of uh, All You Had to Do Was Stay, which I've only heard Taylor Swift's like popular singles. I've actually never heard her version of most of the songs on 1986, but I know all of Ryan Adams. But that song in particular, I just had the pause and just be like Let's reflect a little. All right, this song's over. Let's get back to work. <laughs> oh. It was good, though. No, it's a positive thing. It's like yeah. it was like a purging, yeah. and it was like a take stock, and you're like, I'm actually okay in this moment, and yeah. this song yeah. is more I do like 1989 a lot. It's a really good album, but I, my favorite song on that album, and he didn't cover it, which I'm pretty bummed about, is um, it was on her deluxe version, uh. New Romantics. That one's phenomenal. The song is special, and like it's better probably than most of the songs on that album. You should check it out. I'm gonna have to look that up. Your romantics is really good. That's my that's my heart song on that one. <laughs> yeah, good choice, girl. What about you, Cher? I'm gonna give a call out to knitting. <laughs> um, I was kind of just like staring at a television set all Saturday, and I was like, I need to be productive. I really need to like do something. And it's been really cold all this week in Chicago, which I love. I think the high was like 62 all last week. So I was wearing my jacket and like bundled up in my my mucklucks at home and just <laughs> enjoying being inside. And I wanted to do something constructive because, as you have heard this past episode, I've been fun employed. So I wanted to do something constructive and creative. So I've been knitting and I t- I tweet um, I texted a lot of friends. I'm like, I hope you like scarves because I'm making everybody scarves for Christmas. <laughs> so I have like eight now that I have to make. <laughs> I kind of maybe hopefully haven't set myself up for failure, but um, I'm halfway through one of the scarves now. So um, yeah, hopefully I can finish them by Christmas. I'm giving myself a couple months time, but um, yeah, knitting is just really great therapeutic, and I really just like doing different patterns and learning different patterns and. I really like shopping for yarn. Like, it's a really fun activity. It gets addictive. Dude. I have a wicker basket just full of yarn and notions. I have an entire... I live in a studio. I only have two closets. And I only have two closets. And I have one closet that's full of nothing but fabric and, like, yarn. Oh, my gosh. From, like, seven years of collecting. Oh, my gosh, (laughs) man. I Knitting is, like, one of those things. Like, I haven't knitted in two years, but, like... Yeah, I have like three balls of yarn at home, and that's not enough. Like, I know I have to go get some more, and I know I'm gonna be finished with these balls of yarn pretty soon. So, yeah, probably at some point later in the week, I'm gonna be going down to the barn yarn, yarn barn or whatever, and uh, get some more. Is it actually called the yarn barn? No, I wish it was I really called the yarn wish barn. It was. I wish Should it was called be. the yarn barn. Um, I use I go to um. Loopies something or other. I forgot the whole name, but it's really cool. It's on um it's in South Loop. Okay. And it has like two levels and it's run by these really sweet ladies. They're like, I'm getting some yarn and they <laughs> help and they wind it for you. Which oh, is awesome. really rad and like super helpful. And I picked up so a couple of balls but I need to get some more. So yeah, knitting, guys. Knitting's rad. It's not just for um spinsters. It's for everyone. How about you, James? So what I'm feeling this week is something that 
legitimately, I just launched like a few minutes before starting the podcast today. Um, so a few months ago, I had this t-shirt fundraiser campaign um, after the non-indictment of Darren Wilson um, with Ferguson last year. And I did three runs of the t-shirt. Um, and I was really happy because like all the profits went to various organizations like uh, the Ferguson Public Library, This Week in Blackness podcast, the Baltimore United for Change. Um, and it was I was really happy to do that, but it was really stressful because I was dealing with a lot of harassment from people in real life and online. Like it was the point where it was literally making me cringe. Um, and so I kind of held away from it for a bit, even though like I was getting a lot of requests from people to um, like start it back up. Um, and today, like I had, I had kind of a weird day today and I was riding the feels train as well. Um, <laughs> and usually when I'm riding the feels train, I have a lot of coffee and just kind of sit in my feels for a bit. Um, but what gets me out is like launching something new. So I finally sucked it up and I la- I relaunched a campaign. Um, and not only did that, but also there are t-shirts and um, hoodies and sweatshirts and crew neck sweatshirts, like a lot of black gear uh, <laughs> for the winter time. So yes, I'm going to probably get a hoodie. Yeah. So I'm really excited um, for this fourth run. All the uh, proceeds are going to go directly to the Black Lives Matter um, campaign um, at blacklivesmatter.com because uh, they um, have a donation section up now. Um, so I'm really happy to finally be able to send over all the profits. So I want y'all to buy out the store, <laughs> send it off to them so they can continue to do the great work um, out through this country and prevent us getting killed. You know, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's real. Um, so I'm giving a shout out to my own project because I want all y'all to pick up a shirt or a sweatshirt or a hoodie. These hoodies are bomb, too. Like, they're, oh, Ameri- I'm, I'm they're all over that. you know, even though American Apparel is going out of, uh, they just filed for bankruptcy today. Yes, they um, they I... are providing the sweatshirts and they're comfy. So yeah, no, I'm like all over that shit, for sure. Yeah. So and, uh, yeah, I have mm-hmm. some I have some feels about um against um, American Apparel, but that's just me. Yeah, but, uh, but they make comfy clothes. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, so yeah, I'll put the link in. But um, yeah, it's jamestgreen.com/slash/design/slash. Slash, I think it was Black Lives Matter. Anyway, I'll put a link in the show notes so yes. you can pick one up. But yeah, that's my shout out this week. Thank you. We did it, James. Yeah, we did it. What is this episode 23 23 Whoa. yeah yeah so thank you again sabella for like joining us and helping us ring 23 off no problem yeah yes. and thank you listeners for uh tuning in and we'll see you next week yeah we'll see you next week bye, bye. if you like what you heard on this last episode of the open-ended podcast please give us a shout out on itunes either by rating us a five star so we can get higher in the charts or leaving a review we really appreciate it until next time keep things open-ended stop that's a wrap Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, I'm not enough to rent a car. Nope. <laughs>
Well, a zip car. You can rent a car, but you you have that stupid like young driver fee. Oh really? Oh yeah. I thought you just couldn't do it. Oh no, you could do it because I remember that like it's it's like a fifty five dollar fee. Zipcar, you can rent a twenty one. Yeah, you can rent a Zipcar, but you can't like go to Enterprise. Okay. Yeah. You don't like tack on that fee. I remember that. Oof. Oof. Um. Oh shoot, it's still going. 